Yo, yo. Thank you for letting me break up in your phone. Um, I had a couple ideas that I was going to do for a couple episodes, but I had to do this one first, which is why I put everything else on hold. I am a diehard Miami Heat fan. And for those of you that know me, say, well, Joey, how are you going to be a fan of the Warriors and the Heat? Well, his name is Tim Hardaway. How does that translate? Okay, when I was a kid, I'll never forget the first time I saw Tim Hardaway do a killer crossover. I believe it was against Seattle. I don't remember who the point guard was at the time. I just I remember it wasn't Gary Payton who he crossed over. But never forget the first time I saw it. I've admired Golden State ever since. And, and part of my heart still enjoys to watch Golden State because I remember Tim Hardaway killing him with that crossover. So when Tim Hardaway ended up in Miami, my heart went with it. So I like the Warriors. I've always liked the Warriors. That was my first girl. You never gonna forget your first girl. But my love, my wife, my team is my Miami Heat. So those of you who say, well, you can't have two teams, every single one of you dudes had that first girlfriend. And or unless you married that girl, you got enough love to go around. So this episode is my love letter to the Miami Heat. Today is Thursday. Game five is tomorrow. And like I said, I'm going to go down to the list. I'm going to go down the list and I'm going to have a conclusion. But right now, just to start things off, I'm going to go to break and I'll be back in a few seconds for y'all. Hey, y'all. Um, all right, I'm back. And as you guys know, this is In the Car with Joey Two Wallets. First thing I want to do. Sorry, motorcycle path by. I wanted to thank Pat Riley. Why do I want to thank Pat Riley? Because. I've been a fan of Pat Riley. Look, my daddy, all my cousins, my sister, especially my cousin Darius, who I'm gonna put on blast right now, are all Laker fans. My boy Cut, my boy Kerm, my cousin Kerm, they're all Laker fans. You know how much I have to hear it? You guys know how bad it is to live in California, to be born and raised in California, to love the Miami Heat with all my heart, and I have to hear this crap? And Pat Riley is connected to the Laker organization. All my life, I cannot stand the purple and gold. But I love my Miami. Pat Riley, I want to thank you for staying with the Heat when you had chances to leave. 
you have made me feel proud as a basketball fan to love the brand of basketball that Miami has, has always been. You helped develop a culture that is not like any other in the NBA. The only one that comes close is Boston. Because Boston's been that kind of team almost since we can remember. But so is Miami. Miami has always been that team that fights. So, and I hate Boston too, by the way. But, and that, and that being said, Pat Riley, you know, just for everything, man. Win, lose, or draw. I, I look. I'm one of those crazy people who think that Anthony Davis is not ready for the big stage yet to close out a team. I think LeBron's ready to close out a team. I don't think Anthony Davis is ready. We all know Danny Green, when it comes in a game four, five, and six, is going to miss shots. Contavious Pope, though, he looks ready for the moment. He's the only person that's the X factor that I'm nervous about. I'm not worried about Rondo. Because, honestly, I just realized now that Rondo can shoot. But he can't shoot with the big lights. But unfortunately, there is no big lights. We're in the bubble. It's just dudes playing ball to the best of their ability. So that being said, it's just dudes against dudes. And, again, I said this again. Pat Riley, I just want to say thank you for never choking. Thank you for always being there for the heat. And thank you for never tanking. It's nice and refreshing to see a team that doesn't have all the greatest collection of talent in the world to still go out and say that we're better than you regardless as a team. As one functional unit, we are better than y'all. Thanks, Pat. Hey, welcome back, you guys. Sorry, I had to go to break for a second. You know, I want to say thank you to Coach Spo. Eric Spolster. You were known as a dude who used to view the film. You were a video editor, if I'm not mistaken. And you've been in that organization for more than two decades. When you talk about the culture, you were handpicked and trained by Pat Riley to do things the right way. You can do it with stars. You can do it with retiring older vet players. And now you've proven that you can do it with kids, which means... You're the most versatile coach in the NBA. And top two, top three coaches in the NBA. For all you haters, I don't give a crap what y'all say. Eric Spolcher, if I'm not mistaken, is the second longest tenured coach in the NBA right now. And I'm glad that Kendrick Perkins finally said it. Because everybody been talking about Brad Stevens forever. He's the best coach in the league. I'm going to take best off just because I like versatile better. That means you do more. 
Eric Spolstra is the most versatile coach in the NBA. People don't remember, he had Jermaine O'Neal, he had Lamar Odom, had them play at an all-star level in Miami. Remember, Eric Spolster was really developing small ball with Lamar Odom before small ball became popular with Golden State. Lamar Odom was running back from four to five with D. Wade and them. So, I mean, I don't want to go all up into it. And then he was taking, you know, vests like Eddie Jones, helping him get a home, even though Eddie Jones came back home to Miami. Eric Spolster's done it all in his tenure at Miami. He's had that vet team. He's had the all-great talent team. And now he's got the youngest, he's got one of the youngest team in the leagues in the finals. For those of you guys hating on my boy, Coach Spo, stop hating, get on the train, enjoy the ride. And if y'all don't want to train, if y'all don't want to get on the train, y'all can hop off and jump in the ocean for all I care. Because Coach Spo ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. And I'm in LA talking about this. Coach Bo, you the man. And truth be told, you had two rookies, one on the first team, one on the second team. I don't know why you didn't get nowhere near coach of the coach of the year honors. Oh, because uh, okay. He didn't have the best record in the East, he didn't have the best record in the West. But guess what? Neither one of them two teams had starting rookies. Neither one. All right, coach. See you later, Spo. Thank you to Coach Eric Spolster, and I said thank you to Pat Riley. Now, everybody talks about how LeBron James is trying to hand the keys over to Anthony Davis for L.A. basketball. I'm sorry. Anthony Davis is not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Shaq. Okay, I'm sorry. And LeBron is nowhere near a greatest Laker. Nowhere near it. Okay. You guys wonder why I'm talking about the Lakers. Just give me a second. You'll understand in a minute. He's nowhere near it. Anthony Davis is going to be in the category on his own when it comes to Laker greats. And that's if he gets back and wins another championship in L.A. If. If he, if he even wins a championship, L.A., because it ain't done yet. So I will say this much about Anthony Davis. It's a transcendent talent. But I'd be dumb if I could say, yeah, I could just ignore how everything went in New Orleans. Or say that what New Orleans didn't matter... But then other people can argue and say, well, look, everything happened like that with LeBron. LeBron was putting up monster numbers in Cleveland, was getting in the postseason every year. But then again, Anthony Davis wasn't getting in the postseason every year. He was a monster talent without players around him. I think Drew Holiday might have been the best player he ever played with 
Um, I'm sorry, all time. I, I would still put Drew Holiday above DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, more consistent player throughout a period of time for me matters more than a few great years on a bad team. And Drew Holiday also showed that he can be an all-star not only in New Orleans, but he also showed that in Philly for those guys who forgot that he was in Philly for a while before getting traded. So, that all being said, when you talk about handing the keys over, look, I used to hate Jimmy Butler. Okay? I used to hate Jimmy Butler. I remember with the Chicago Bulls, he used to talk crap. He used to play hard. I never knocked, I never knocked how hard he could play. I used to hate the fact that he used to talk crap and back it up. He's never been a great three-point shooter, but guess what? If there was somebody you wanted to fight with you on your squad, that was the cat. And I even remember thinking, man, if we get Jimmy Butler, somebody else gotta come with him. But then I started looking at our squad and I'm like, man, him and Bam, people keep sleeping. I'm one of those people that I'm like, man, I remember when he got, I was like, ooh, cause I watch Kentucky basketball. I'm sorry. I love John Calipari. I love Kentucky basketball. I said, oh my gosh, we got Bam. I said in two years, he's gonna be an all-star. It took three, my bad. Then when we got Tyler, when we got my hero, and I was like, wait, my hero, Bam and Butler, I said automatically we're gonna be a top three seed. This is the first year they played together, and it's the fourth seed. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, fifth seed. That's only because of the bubble. We had a couple injuries throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? So Miami is only gonna get better from here, and none of y'all see it. <laughs> and then the surprise of the league, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn just needs some of that that I'm a vet, let me show you how to do this sort of thing. We all seen Kendrick Nunn. That dude can score 20-25 a game in a blink of an eye. And honestly, if we are to win this series against the LA Lakers, that's the cat we need to wake up. We need Kendrick Nunn. But then again, I remember I used to hate Jimmy Butler. But when he signed in Miami and Dwayne Wade said, I'm giving you the keys to the city. It's like Jimmy Butler made that, made that a personal challenge. And I, I will never, ever, ever knock Jimmy Butler, ever. Like I said, I used to hate him, but that's when he wasn't on my squad. But seeing that dude fight like that, be with the crew, he went to Minnesota, called out their star because he was a chump. We saw, we saw him go to, we saw him go to Philadelphia. Had to leave that situation with them kids. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it... <laughs> All I can say is, is uh, I'm one. I'm, I'm a f Jimmy buckets, man. Jimmy buckets. And I, I can't. 
I can't say how many times I said trade Goran Dragic. But I wasn't saying it because I thought he was a bad player. I was saying it because I didn't think he would fit this. And then when I saw him and Jimmy Butler together, I'm like, ooh, maybe I spoke too soon. And I didn't know that they were going to vibe this closely. But I, I really didn't know. But, man, this free, this offseason is going to be hard to say, okay, let's just let go of Goran. I hope Goran says, you know, I'll stay with Jimmy, pay me less, and let's get somebody else up in here. But it doesn't even have to be a star. It just has to be one more guy. We need one more guy in the motor. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care what anybody says. Everybody says, well, it's not going to be enough to beat L.A. The Clippers can't handle us with our depth now. And I'm one of the people, when we traded for Leonard, I'm like, oh, my God, Kelly Olenek is going to end up leaving because people don't realize Leonard can shoot the three. He came in as a, in the league as a defensive player, developed a shot in Portland. And people don't realize that dude's like 6'11", 7 foot. He can play D. He can rebound. He can shoot the shot. If he gets confidence, I, I, I don't think y'all realize what we have in, in Leonard. So, <laughs> oh, man, it, Miami's going to do nothing but get better. Honestly, I don't even want another rookie. I want another five- or six-year vet. I honestly hope that Crowder stays. Um, Solomon Hill we know is gone. Man, this is just to the squad, man. I'm enjoying playing my Miami Heat play ball. I'm enjoying it. I even made a belt, my boy. I say, you know what, y'all? My boy, I say, you know what, Marvin? As soon, as soon as this game goes seven, we both taking the day off, we coming down to the crib, and we going to watch it. Everybody was talking about sweep, six, five. Miami wasn't even supposed to be here, according to most of y'all. And fortunately, unfortunately, I have started this episode. I just got to work, which means I got to finish it when I get off work. <sighs> I will talk to you guys in about eight hours. And I'll have my conclusion. See y'all. Or... I'll hear y'all comments. And thank y'all for the love, man, and posting comments. Man, thank you, man. I love doing... I love doing this show. I love doing my show with my, my boy. We haven't been able to get together only because my situation's got a little hectic. You know, still trying to put the house together. But, um... Again, if I didn't say it enough, this is my love letter to the Miami Heat. I'll be back. For y'all to be seconds, for me, it'll be eight hours. Maybe nine or ten, because it's real busy right here. I'll be back. Hey, you guys, what up? Good evening, good morning, good night. 
Good afternoon. All I know is it's uh, technically Friday. I'm going to drop this thing in a few hours. So that being said, you know, I was talking to some guys at work and I just started thinking about uh, how I was going to end this episode. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about all the crushing moments for me in Miami history. I forget what game it was. I'm going to say it was game six, but I could be wrong. Uh, fourth quarter, last shot of the game. And I remember Tim Hardaway getting the ball. and uh, I remember Tim Hardaway getting the ball, and next thing you know, you see a flying Patrick Ewing coming and block the shot which created, you know, the rivalry between the Knicks and the Heat back then. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Alonzo Morning in my life look so crushed. And uh, that was just... I'll never forget Tim Hardaway's three-point shot. He's looking to take the game, and Patrick Ewing blocks the shot. And then I remember uh, one serious, serious injury Dwayne Wade had. It was, I believe it was a year after he won his only scoring title. got hurt. I just remember thinking, oh man, our season is done. And we ended up with, it's the first time we had ever, I had ever remember my Miami Heat just not looking like the Heat, like losing team was, you know, without way, they were just like seemingly like the team like when he when he got hurt his heart was just gone it was the first time I had ever seen my heat like that and then we ended up with the second pick and I swear up and down <laughs> that injury led me to look like I told you guys before earlier I follow John Calipari I right now watch Kentucky basketball well I also watch Memphis basketball It broke my heart when the Chicago Bulls did not select Michael Beasley, who was, if, I don't know if that record still stands, the most doubles, doubles, the most doubles, doubles, double, double in a season. I know he holds that record for a career at, at Kansas State, but I don't know if it's the record for all of college basketball. I was thinking, man, he can shoot the three. He'd be a nice consolation prize, but I want Derrick Rose to go. <laughs> I wanted Derrick Rose to go with D-Wade. Can anybody think how great that would have been? But no! The Chicago Bulls had to go and draft Derrick Rose. You know, another Chicago guy 
you know, going back to Chicago and all that jazz. I just, you know, there, there's so many good and bad memories. Um, when Alonzo Morning retired the first time, uh, that was a heartbreaker for me. Um, seeing Alonzo Morning in a Toronto Raptors uniform broke my heart. Um, like I said, there's so many memories I have attached to the Miami Heat. Oh yeah, the um another thing that broke my heart. The Miami Heat used to have an all-black basketball court. I can't even find a picture of it anymore. It broke my heart when they took that out. They were the only look. The Celtics got a beautiful floor. The Orlando Magic had an awesome looking floor. The Lakers were always look you know, normal. The Rockets had an interesting looking floor with the huge rocket. You know, and the Miami Heat used to have the black floor. Like, it was all black. You know, it was unique. Nobody else had an all black floor. Hurt me when they took that out. Uh... Just to say, I don't care if we're down 3-1. I still have hope. As long as our guys are still breathing, I know my Miami Heat, my Miami Heat, will fight win or lose. And that is all I can ask for. Look, I honestly believe Jimmy Butler. I'm waiting for Tyler Hero to have a Tyler Hero game. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Tyler Hero to just have that game. He found his mean mug in uh, game game five. He found his mean mug. Now he just needs to be Tyler Tyler Buckets. He gets buckets. If Jimmy Buckets and Tyler Buckets can get some buckets. I really honestly believe that we can beat the Lakers in game five and go into game six. And how fitting would it be for Butler and Hero to beat them? To beat the Lakers in their Kobe jersey. want to see it happen. Unfortunately, I have to work, so I won't be able to watch it. But I know you guys will. I know you guys will. For you guys that are Heat fans, please enjoy the game. Just please have a great night. Oh, wait, one more memory that hurt me. Look, I love Shaquille O'Neal. When they traded Shaquille O'Neal and Brian Grant left, Brian Grant to me was one of those Miami Heat guys I'll never forget, like P.J. Brown, 
uh, Jamal Mashburn, Sherman Douglas, Ronnie Cycli. There's just certain Heat guys I'll never forget. Uh, and in a couple of moments, uh, Deion Waiters is not a Heat player. But when he hit that game winner, I think it was two years ago, over Golden State, I get, I get caught up in my emotion about the Miami Heat. Let's go Heat. The Lakers, y'all can go somewhere. Y'all not beating us. That's where I'm feeling right now. I know the world is stacked against us. I don't care. I'm a Miami Heat fan until I die. Y'all have a great night. I'm not even going to wait till the morning to drop this episode. I'm dropping this episode right now. Y'all have a good night. Break up out your phone. Peace. Deuces.